fog of borders Good and evil is torn between this All that I can be is this All that you will see is this Cause I'm a natural born born Good and evil is torn between this All that I can be is this All that you will see is this And here it is, episode number two. What in the space age is this? Yeah, yeah, now now I'm giving my episode spe special fucking titles now so everybody can understand what I'm doing here, where I'm going, and who's coming on. Uh, my last podcast was fun. I had XCal on, and uh, me and XCal, we got to talk about stories that we didn't haven't really ever got to talk about uh, before or... Uh, we haven't got to talk about them in a really, really long time. So it was great to catch up with the X-Cow. It was great to smoke with the X-Cow because if you've never smoked an X-Cow, it's like one of the funnest things you can do because he's like a he's like a little girl when it comes to smoking. It's like one hit and he's good. No, that was the old X-Cow. The new X-Cow will actually hang out with you and he'll actually smoke with you and, and go back to back with you. Um, but it's cool because I get to talk not just wrestling with Excal, but I also got to talk music and everything like that. But that was episode one. Now we're on episode two. I had to reach out for this guest because uh, I promised you guys Brian Breaker. I have not got in that time with the busy, busy Brian Breaker to get that interview and get that podcast out of the way. So I had to move on to episode number two with this guy. Man, this guy, okay. There's a lot I could say about this guy. I have went to war with this guy. I have watched this guy as a young fan as he was breaking into the business himself. But this time I have the leader of space age. Hint, what in the space age is this? I have none other than current WFC champion. And the leader of Space Age and the planet. What? I don't. Okay, I don't know the name of the championship. I'll let him explain it. But I, but I know it's like the the planet Terry champion Puerto Rico. So many different names. I don't know. Paul motherfucking Puerto Rico people. What's <laughs> up, man? What is the name of that fucking championship? It's the undisputed planetary championship. I was way the fuck off. That wasn't even <laughs> close. Uh, well, hey, man, welcome to my podcast. Thank you. Thank you 100% for coming on. Even though we've had our problems in the past, you look past them, and we're able to actually sit down and talk, man, because, like, I want to put WFC aside. This isn't about WFC. This is about Tim Rockwell and Paul Puerto Rico, man, sitting down, having a legit conversation here, and letting fucking people listen to us talk. Does that make sense? Oh, that makes total sense. Uh, now, I don't know how, if you know how this works or anything, but like you can partake, but like I smoke, okay? Um, I know you smoke. Um, we're not, we're not gonna, we're not gonna pretend like we're not friends or anything. Mm -hmm. I know you smoke, so I'm just gonna inform you that I will be lighting up as we have this conversation. Uh, 
everybody knows that I used to be a closet smoker. I used to be the guy that hide uh, the fact that I even smoked weed. Really? Yes. I, 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 never, I never, never brought it to people's attention. I didn't promote it uh, like I should have because people don't understand that I didn't, wasn't smoking weed to get high to be, hey, man, I'm fucking stoned, you know? I did it because, like, it helped me. It really does. It really it, it helps me a lot. And uh, people that don't smoke weed or don't partake in medical uh, marijuana, they'll critique you and they'll be like, "Hey, um, pothead!" Uh, and I, I can't stand I can't stand with someone that d- doesn't smoke calls someone a pothead. Now, potheads are allowed to call other potheads potheads. You know right. what I mean? But <laughs> like, if you're not a pothead, you're not allowed to fucking call me a pothead. So, but um, anyways, I just want to let you know that I will be lighting up, and we're oh. gonna we're gonna have a fucking blast, man. And uh, that's fine. We light up. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I will. We're, so we're light up. let's let's start to let, let's start from the fucking beginning, man. OPW. Oh, oh, beginning, beginning. OPW. OPW. Wow. Yeah. Tarantula. Like, let, let's not hide the fact that you were a forty-one. I'm- yeah, I'll be 42 uh, next month, actually. 42 years old, and you're still wrestling like you're fucking 25, okay? Let's not skip f- past. I'm going to knock on wood, guys. Let's but skip going. past the fact that, dude, you, you're going at it, but, like, you've been going at it for years. Yes, you had a huge break. We'll get into that. We'll get into your huge your huge hiatus from pro wrestling, why you took your hiatus, why you came back, all that. We'll get to, we'll get to all that. But I want to talk tarantula. I want to talk your training. What did it take to become a pro wrestler? And what I would say, you debuted it. Roughly ninety nine. Yeah, I think it was actually ninety eight. Okay, ninety seven. Okay, okay, okay. I'm off of my years. I'm sorry. Yeah. Ninety nine would have been more of like the end of OPW and the start of right. OCW, OCW. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, 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 because Empire World Wrestling Empire ended. I want to say ninety five at the end of beginning of ninety six, and then OPW, OPW started, started. Boy, late ninety six, yep. early ninety seven. Okay. Okay, now, 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 now I'm back on schedule. Yep, I was in the uh, and if I'm wrong, I promise you, CM Burnham will send me a message and say, first of all, <laughs> you're wrong. It started when? But that's what I love about Burnham because Burnham will correct me Fact when checker. I'm wrong. Fact checker. Checker. Anyways, so, okay, explain to everybody your beginning as a pro wrestler. Well, that's, uh, you see... Actually, I never, I never heard of OPW when I moved to, to Tulsa. That was about '96 when I moved in, when I moved to Tulsa from Tennessee. Um, I saw an OPW commercial right before I was heading out to work, and it stuck with me. And, and you grew up a huge wrestling fan, correct? Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. All, all my life. Um, but I decided, I, I emailed OPW, got a hold of Pete McGuire. It's the guy who I ended up talking to. He invited me to come down and see a show. And that's what I did. And uh, Training at Oklapro.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sent many of yeah. emails. Uh, I got to talk to him at the show, and you know, I told him what I wanted to do. And he was like, yeah, we got class starting, so you know, bring 300 bucks, and we'll get it started. Like, All right. Therefore, that's probably three hundred bucks, and I got I got started all my training. Um, How physical was your training, like man? It, first I, of all, who trained you? In case people don't know, 
Rocco Valentino. Rob Valentino. Higgins. And see, me and X-Cal just had this conversation about Rocco. And now you get to add more to what I have been saying all this whole time about Rocco. Okay, so Rocco start initially did your training, or was you trained by other guys too, or was it? No, he he Rocco he, did all the training. Rock, yeah, yeah, I was actually yeah, I I, I had hands on with Rocco. Um, of course, there was other guys that came in. Uh, you know, Chief Red Eagle, Bolo. You know, the, did Bull Schmidt do any of the training? Bull Schmidt that helped okay. help train. Okay. Um, Dexter, he, you know, he Dexter Hardaway, he came in and he, helped. He did Dexter did eighty percent of, of my training, so. But of course, this was a more grizzled uh, Dexter at the time than uh, right new newbie. Yeah. Okay, so was Rocco's training? Was it physical? Like, 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 did you have to train for two years? Did you have to train for six months? Did you train for three months? How long did you train before you was put into a show? Three months, I believe it was for me, because I learned pretty quickly. How and long? How many days a week did you train? Twi- twice a day. Tw- tw- uh, twice a week. Tw- twice a Tuesdays week. Tuesdays and Thursdays. See, I trained three times a week. I only trained for three months and got put into a rumble. And I, a lot of my other stuff I learned as I went along as being a pro wrestler. Okay, so so you trained with Rocco. You trained with Rocco. You were able to... You was able to... Learn the craft of being a professional wrestler because I know Rocco's training. I know what it takes because, first of all, Rocco would teach you how to get into a ring before you ever get to step foot into the center of that ring. So if you couldn't get into the ring, there was no way you was going to train. There was a specific way that he wanted you to get into that ring. You had to wipe your feet. Had to wipe your feet. You had to step inside correctly through the ropes. Man, that's a lot. That's that's a lost craft in pro wrestling, man. Because guys don't train people like that. I think he was one of the uh, true last real trainers in in Oklahoma, probably. Uh, You know, I mean, and and I say that in my point of view because I didn't get to I didn't get to train with with anybody else, and I and you know it took a really long time Um, to start to get into. To know Dexter was a really good trainer, uh, but like Dexter didn't teach you the um, respect the ring. Wipe your feet. Like he always said. You know, now, I will say Dexter always said, watch William Regal. Watch William Regal. Watch William Regal. When you watch William Regal, you realize you got to respect the ring. You got to uh, wipe off your feet before you get into that ring because that's what William Regal always did, you know. So mm-hmm. uh, so I, I agree. I can agree with that. And, and Rocco had a lot, a lot to do with a lot of guys in this business, even guys that trained other guys. So. Yeah. Uh, so you started off, and now was it your choice to start off as uh, this gimmick tarantula, or no? That was, was yeah, it, yeah, yeah. That, that was was that you was, being a referee too? That was my, no, no, no. I was I was there as a wrestler. I wasn't. Matter of fact, I don't even think referee has ever 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 even came up for me as small as I was, you know. But um, no, I was straight luchador. My dad was a wrestler in in Puerto Rico when I was. Really, really young. Really? See? I've known you this long and yeah. never knew you your dad biased. was a pro wrestler. See, people? Listen. The shit you learn from this podcast. Sorry, he's taking an inhale break. Give oh, him yeah. a minute. 
Anyways, your dad was a pro wrestler in Puerto Rico. Yeah, he was. He, he went by. So, so that that's right. kind of what made you into a fan of pro wrestling, I would assume, because Huge. my uncles were fan was pro wrestlers growing up. Me growing up, but I was already a pro wrestling fan before I knew this. And then once I knew it, it was icing on the cake. I was able to go to the indie shows and see the difference between um, the NWA, the WCW, and the WWFs compared to the World Wrestling Empire. You know, huge night and day. But I loved it. I loved it. My Saturday nights were filled every Saturday night. I was going to WWE. You know, so yes, I didn't get I didn't get that though when I when my dad was wrestling. Yeah. I, I I saw none of that stuff. I I was I, everything I saw was at a fan's point of view. I never got to see the backstage. Everything that I learned from pro wrestling, as far as the backstage stuff goes, was was learned when I started pro wrestling here in, in Oklahoma. How many years you've been a pro wrestler? And I think I feel your hiatus years still count because you were still a pro wrestler. Just because you wasn't active doesn't mean you weren't a pro wrestler. Yeah, it wasn't because I didn't want to. It was want well, to we'll, stop wrestling. Yeah, well, we'll was, get into that. We'll get into that. But how long have you been a pro wrestler? Since uh, well, since ninety seven. So. It was, 2019, man. I'm fucking my podcast. I ain't doing the fucking math. You do the fucking math. <laughs> I mean, goddamn, I didn't bring you on here to give me a fucking quiz. 22. No. Um, in 22 years. We'll call it 20. We'll just call it, we'll, we'll call it 20. Okay, over 20 years is what we'll call it. Yeah. And over 20 years, would you say you're better now or then? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a totally different person now than I used to be. And the day. funny thing about that question was that, that wasn't the question I was going to ask you. That's the question I threw in there. So it didn't seem like I was looking for a, an answer or for a question or anything. So right. now mm-hmm. here is the actual question. In 22 years. Um, damn it. It happened, it. dude. I lost it again. Lost it again. But anyways, in 22 years, uh, would you say that you're still learning Every time you wrestle, yes. Like every feud you're in, do you learn more and more about wrestling. That was the real fucking question. I right. I learned more and more about myself as a pro wrestler with with every feud that I have been getting lately. Uh, I learned a lot about myself with you, and then you know with Malico was even more with Barrett Brown. You know, I mean, it, it was just I you you don't have a choice but to keep on learning because. Wrestling continues to evolve, yeah. and these wrestlers keeps coming up with new ways to keep it entertaining in the ring that it's you've fun. never Isn't seen magic? before. Yeah, oh, it, man, it, it's, it like, really it's, it's like fucking. It's, art. it's like how do you how do you stop how do you stop learning? Then that, that's stupid. That, that, that that's retarded. Yeah, you're going to you're going to always learn something. These guys these guys are there coming in, killing it. You know Barrett Brown, freaking you know Malico. Oh, good Lord. Those are the two big ones. Uh, oh, my God. My favorite, Kincaid. You know, Jason yeah. Kincaid. Yeah. yeah I mean, even even at that, dude, I learned from guys that's been in business less longer than me, hasn't traveled nearly the places that I've traveled in the 15 years that I've been a wrestler. Because, I mean, my first five years in wrestling, dude, I wrestled three times a week every fucking weekend. Every fucking weekend, up until when I met my wife, like that's the one thing that was killing her because we never got to do anything. I'm like, well, fuck, I'm wrestling this weekend, and it was like every weekend, every weekend, every weekend, every weekend. 
but I got to travel. I got to hang out with my friends. So I mean, that was always fun. And even still today, when I get to when I travel, and I still get to do the same thing, like being on the road. Now I want to talk about it. You know? Yeah. Um, I don't know how I even do it right now. <laughs> it, it, it's wild. So, anyways, I want to get into why you left. Okay, first of all, before we get into that, uh, I leading up to that was. Um, so you did the tarantula thing, you did the OPW thing, SRPW came around, you went and worked for SRPW because yep. that's where I first saw you because I was getting ready to break into the business. Even though I've been around it my entire life, I knew how to chain wrestle, I knew how to lock up, I knew how to do these things, I knew how to punch, I knew how to kick, I knew how to do these things because I was taught those growing up. But I didn't know psychology and I didn't know how to utilize the shit. So that's where training came in evolved. Okay. Uh, you and X-Cal were a team and y'all had had a TLC match against JC and Casey. Uh, I want to say it was in Ponca City because no, that... I think it was in Bristol. No, Bristol. It was in Bristol. I knew it was just yeah. a little over an hour drive for me to go to it. Yeah, that was the Bristol show. So, that one. uh, if I ain't mistaken, that was Tarantula's last match. Because you disappeared. I, I, it wasn't, though. It wasn't. So a lot, a lot of people don't know. I, I ended up going to... I did some, some work in, in, in Texas. Well, why did you leave XCAL hanging with the tag belts? That's, that's where I'm getting into. Like, what happened there? Like, what, what happened with the SRPW I, Tarantula? Because I'll be honest with what you do. I was excited that you was there because I was getting ready to get some training by you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was insane. And then when I signed up for the school, Dexter told me that you were no longer at the company and you weren't even there no more. So I was like, well, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, the, the life, honestly, is what happened. Just just life. Life. Just shit just started How happening. How old was you at the time, you say? Uh, 22... Maybe twenty three. So let's be real. You weren't even a man then. You know what I mean. No, you were. No, you were no. trying to become a man at the time. Things were changing in my life. Uh, that bills to had do. to be paid. Yes, and... uh, I ended up working for HMT Tank. Uh, I ended up traveling, you know, South America, all over Canada. So instead I, of doing the I one did, thing you wanted to do was travel wrestling, travel wrestling, you travel with your shoot working. job instead. Yeah, so uh, uh, I did that for like, oh, good lord. 10 years, something like that. And I did some odd jobs too. I worked with Bull. Mm -hmm. <laughs> how long, how back. long, how long of a break was it? Was, how long was you away from pro wrestling? Um, I think all together about, I want to say eight to 10. Eight to 10 years. That big of a break. And you came back a lot different because you didn't come back as Tarantula. I came up grown. Because I came up as a grown-up this yeah. time. This time I was and I, remember, I wasn't a freaking child like I used I, to be, man. I remember. Oh, you did not want to meet me yeah. back then, which was probably a I good did. Thing. No, but that's the thing is I did meet you. I did meet you as Tarantula. I was a cocky piece of shit, though, back yeah, then. But, and I knew who you was. Uh, that's why I knew who you was when I saw you in the crowd at a <laughs> UWE show one day. And I asked myself, yeah. why the fuck is a guy like that in the crowd and not in the locker room, you know? So it got me thinking, man, and uh, uh, 
so I started asking him, hey, Brad, like, dude, you know who Tarantula is? And then Bull put on a show and wanted me to go down there and work for him. And you were there along with Shane Cortez. Oh, and then, which Shane Cortez, by the way, like, it was like one of my favorite wrestlers growing yeah, up. I mean, my favorite. 100%, yeah. I was a high flying Shane Cortez fan, dude. <laughs> uh, like, like, okay, most people would call this tacky, but like, when he fucking came out in street clothes one time to do a match, he had his fucking shoes taped up and shit. Like, I thought that was fucking cool. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> it showed that he was ready to fucking go. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, like, but but if someone would have came out today, I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, but as a kid, it was cool. Anyways, I saw you guys there, and I saw you, and then you had this singlet on, and it said, Paul Puerto Rico. And I fucking asked Bull, I said, what the fuck's Trantle doing? He goes, no, he ain't Trantle no more. He ain't put the mask on. He's going to do this new character, Paul Puerto Rico. And I was like, like the fucking like Puerto Rico Puerto Rico like he was, yeah yeah he's Puerto Rican so he wants to do something like like with his his heritage and shit I was like okay which you doing the Puerto Rican gimmick didn't last long cause then you, you changed cause then you changed like okay so you had you, you versus Shane Cortez at um was it a triple threat or was it that one was it that that the first one was a single. The first one was a single. We freaking killed each yeah, other. Yeah, well, I just chopped each other. Yeah. So, uh, oh my god, we dude, each it, other. it was ruthless. <laughs> we fucking killed. It was each so other. fucking ruthless, dude. Y'all's chest was all fucked up. It was so. Uh, much I had fun. tagged. Yeah, you know, that was my first match back. Yeah. That right there was legit my first match back with him. Yes, yeah, that, 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 that's what I was that getting into. Match right that there. was your first match back. Yes. So that's when I first saw you. Anyways, you had this Paul Puerto Rico. Singlet on, it was fucking uh, like airbrushed on. Yes, I still have it somewhere, and I'll bring it to you. So I saw that you was back. I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, I'll call him Paul. Never knew what your name was. Never knew it was Raul anything like that. You were tarantula to me. You were T. I'd always call you T. That's what everybody called you was T. So that's what I'm gonna call him T. Mm-hmm. Um, still, and come to find out, you don't even have to fuck. Didn't have a goddamn T in your name, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, like, I don't fucking get it. Tarantula. Oh, anything. Uh, okay. Anyways, um, that show passed, and then you started showing up doing small shows like SRPW and shit like that. And then I noticed that you went from Paul Puerto Rico to the Oklahoma Luchador. So it was like, okay, now he's reinventing himself from Tarantula to Paul Puerto Rico to now he's the Oklahoma Luchador. Where is he going with this? And that's when you wanted to like basically do a bunch of high flying Luchador shit, basically, right? Yeah. Did you enjoy actually doing the Oklahoma, Oklahoma Luchador stuff? Yeah, like, yeah. Because yeah, I, I really yeah. like the boots you got with it. It has Paul Puerto Rico. Yeah. Like, that's still some of my favorite fucking boots. Yeah, oh, God, no, I killed the, I killed that gimmick too quickly too. I, I, I believe, but it, it works out for me. But no, I, no, I, I enjoyed the high flying. I was just getting started to get hurt. High final fucking do yeah. that. Goddamn. Yeah, I'm starting to get hurt, so I kind of stopped doing that. 
But um, when I started hollering that I had my own planet at one, at one of your at one of the WFC shows, you had it was a, a VIP match. Yes, when you when you had me started off, uh-huh. and uh, I was. Just, just and, hollering it. I was just, and, just, 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 and just to get into that, and to mouth. get into that, just so we know, like you didn't just get to come in and become WFC champion. Like you fucking worked your ass off to get where you are at right now in WFC as Paul Puerto Rico. And I'm talking like I wanted to use you, but I didn't know what to do with Paul Puerto Rico. Like I, I wanted a gimmick, so you said. And uh, fuck, let's break the kayfabe barrier here. I mean, you said, dude, I'll be a fucking macho. A good macho. Let me do a fucking macho gimmick. And you did that gimmick. I fuck two I years, love dude. Macho man, I love two years. And fun. then I started booking you and um, Roberto Robert yes. as yes. a tag team. Yes, the Los Calientes. Yeah. Uh, yes, and 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 then like. I started watching you and watching you more, and I noticed like this motherfucker's like gained extra steps stepping away ten years. You know what I mean? So it's like he had to have at least set under a fucking learning tree somewhere, but that wasn't the case. You were just back in the business. You had time to rest. Sponge, man. I got. I. 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 I think I think right about that time, you caught me right when I just I I, I found my stride and I, and I was absorbing all these new new guys that you were bringing in and uh-huh. you know and and, and, and also like, at the same time as in wow it's like, wow. It like yeah. yeah at the same time it, it was. Uh, the things that you did outside of WFC that I saw a lot of, uh, when we'd go to the childhood cancer walk, you would be out there for hours in the macho suit, and you was getting, you was get, you was taking more pictures than the Batman's, the Superman's, yes, everybody. That was so much they fun. wanted pictures with the macho, and every time, and, and I try to bring them every time. I try to do the macho thing, and you usually are the guy that's in it when we go and do it. Mm-hmm. So, um. So that's what I'm also saying. That not only that, like every time I needed help to promote, you would show up, and some people would say, "Well, of course he's going to show up. He wants a fucking push." You know what I mean? But it's like maybe what if? What if you step out your motherfucking uh, zone you're in right now, and you say he showed up because a he doesn't want to wrestle in front of chairs, b. Just maybe he actually wants to fucking help the cause. More people means more money raised for the family. You know, it's not, sometimes it's not about the push. And that's my thing that I always say. It's not always about the push. We'll put this on the record. I have never come to you and, and politicked you. Never, never. Not one fucking time have you showed up to my house, knocked on my door and said, hey, I want this or want this. Now, you have came over and said, I got a good idea. And I say, well, I got a better idea. And you're like, well, fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) So So many times. But never have I ever, 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 or never have you turned down anything I've asked you to do. If I told you, like, never have I pitched you something, you say, nah, I don't want to do that. 
No, that's not. That's not in me. I. But if I need if I need a trailer haul, you're there. If I need a trailer backed up into the storage, you're there. So it's like it it goes on days and days and days of the work that Paul puts in for WFC. It's not just in the ring that he's a badass dude. He's a badass outside the ring, uh, helping set up. He knows what what to do. If it, thank God we got Derek now because Derek's saving the Derek's day awesome. on, on a lot of this ring setting up. But he's paying his dues as a as to be being a pro wrestler. So I mean that's what I'm yeah. that's what he's doing. He and that's what he understands and that's what he wants to fucking do is pay his fucking due. So, uh, that, now that we got past of the hard work that you put into WFC, and, the, and not just WFC, but everywhere you fucking go, you put in hard work, you know? You're not just a WFC champion, you're a Mid-South champion. You're crushing shit over in Kansas res- Wrestling Revolution. Uh, and I probably would not have 100% got that fucking name right if you didn't have that fucking shirt on. So, they, <laughs> he is representing KWR, if that's what y'all abbreviate y'all shit to. Uh, I watch the shit. I know what's going on over there. I watch everybody's shit. Like, I'm a pro wrestling fan. Just so everybody knows, I don't just yeah. watch WFC shit. I have to watch what's out there because I got to figure out how to keep eyes on WFC. You know what I mean? And I think you might see a talent that you might want to bring I in. I see a lot. I see a lot, dude. And they are coming in. But anyways, how, how did we transfer from Oklahoma Luchador to the space age fucking creation that you have created and this following that you have picked up, which is pretty cool. And I'll get into the, your space age guys and stuff like that. We ain't going to talk a whole lot about them because this isn't their podcast. This yeah. is Paul Puerto Rico's podcast. If they want to talk about themselves, they have to come on and they can talk about the fucking self sin. <laughs> but I will tell you that one of your space age guys is on my list of something that we'll talk about later. All right. Um, and, and you know sometimes my list can be good or fucking bad. So probably yeah. Anyways, yeah, no, yeah, no. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> so how did you how did you go in from Oklahoma Luchador to Space Age? Like I was saying, it's that freaking planet Puerto Rico. I just yeah. How the fuck did you create a fucking planet at? I- Planet what Puerto, the fuck is it, that? It, it just it it, it, I, it I don't know I don't know I don't, it, it was it, it was running your fucking mouth running my mouth in your show I was a I believe I was a heel wasn't I Yeah I was a heel and oh yeah you was a heel all up and uh, up and yeah tell like uh, winning the hometown, the hometown heroes, heroes champion. Champion. yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. you used to use your, uh, your oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah like the planet Puerto you used to use your fucking bag. Which yep. I was a big fan of, and I was like, "Man, he's getting creative. He's getting creative with this shit." And then that's when you came with me. And said, "Hey, man," uh, and, when, and when I told you you was going babyface, that's when you said you had to come up with this whole. So I take yes. that back. Okay, so that's, so actually, the change from the Oklahoma Luchador to Space out. Age was because you was going babyface, and there was no way you was going to do this yep. bad shit. Okay, okay, now get into that. Yep, yep, that was it. That was it. Um, and that was mainly because we were training. We'll talk about him real quick. We were training JJ. We, 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 he was ready to, just to get into. Yeah, we was training JJ for like goddamn nineteen years. I know. I would. I you know. I, I got my hands on him. But anyways, but uh, I needed something to fucking uh, um, to get me Dude, pretty much out sorry of. Sorry to cut I, you I, off. Hold on, hold on. That much. night, yeah, fucking you happened. yelled at him when y'all were fucking working out. And, he didn't want nobody in there and fucking. Oh my god! 
dude. You started fucking yelling at him, dude. Me and Royal were like, oh my fucking God, we're going to lose this venue because Paul's about to beat the fuck out of JJ. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, holy shit. Uh, that's a story for another time. Yeah, if you guys want to hear that story, you're going to have to ask about that. Yeah, one, yeah, that we'll was... ask about that. Anyways, okay, so we were, you were training JJ. We're and we training JJ. Anyways, about... I needed something to fucking to help him out more. I knew, I knew tag teaming was going to be the way to go. Anyways, it just kind of worked out. Planet Puerto Rico. And I was like, yeah, you know, I could be the space man. I already had myself, bought myself a freaking uh, helmet. Uh-huh. Um, Which was, by the way, my idea. Yes, don't, it was. Don't, it was completely your idea. Don't let him fool you. I gave him the link of the helmet. But it was your idea to have it painted. Which you, came out awesome. Which came out fucking awesome. Uh, which, uh, uh, in the long run, I basically kind of destroyed with my uh, crowbar. Uh, in a poster, it's not really destroyed, but in a poster, I destroyed it. Anyways, I got a pretty bad, a badass poster out of it. Um, but yeah, okay. So you you started. You, you had JJ, and then uh, like you fucking ran into Gemini, I believe. Yeah, right? we're in Gemini because I heard he was from. But anyway, then, regardless, I asked for a stable. I didn't really ask for a tag team because you told me that I didn't need a tag team. What I needed was what, what, what I could have was a stable. Which was yeah, fine yeah. Because, because I told you it was that more I, like a Power Ranger kind of deal. No, no, you Justice. Know, we, it was only when we were together. Uh, yeah, no, it was a Justice League thing. A ju- well, yes, yeah, yeah, Justice League. It was That's a Justice League said. thing where I wanted, like, I was just, just think of it, just think of it, like, um, I want to start this villains and heroes thing, and I want to be like this underground like mob boss. That's getting all these bad guys and and building this fucking big stable of villains while you go and you grab all these superheroes that have all these different from different planets and shit and you create your own Justice League, you know, yes. instead of grabbing uh, yes. like uh, Joe Schmo over here yes. and a feud with this guy, you're grabbing actual masks. We're all aliens heroes. and everybody. I was the only one unmasked. You were the only one unmasked. Yes, correct. And- so, and that's how, basically, we started building Space Age, and then um, Space Age started rising, but not to knock them guys, Paul started rising. It wasn't so much Space Age, it was Paul that was rising, because Paul was out there killing it. While there was one guy in Space Age that was fucking killing it, but just nobody was noticing it, which is fine. Which is fine, because that's what happens when one guy uh, who has been unnoticed for a long, long fucking time, time yes. is starting to get noticed. You know what I mean? So, so and it's going to happen with him now that he's now going to start getting noticed. And someone else that should be getting noticed isn't going to be getting noticed. That's just how it fucking works. It just, I mean, it's wrestling, man. It's wrestling. So you started, you started rising... You were uh, before before the whole uh, before the whole space age thing. You and I had had a match at the Ryder Cup. I think it was the third annual Ryder Ryder Cup, and you actually beat me because uh, yeah, uh, yeah, John Cross. Yeah, he, yeah, he, but, he, but, he, but you were doing yes. Oklahoma Luchador gimmick yes, at the time. Was. Okay, that was so, a, yeah, right yeah. around. That's where I ran the transition. So, and I had fun in that match. And I said, "Well, I I want to fucking work Paul again." So I was a WFC champion. Uh, Space Age Paul became the hometown heroes champion, and you got to run with his hometown heroes championship. <laughs> and then we got to have this like title versus title match at UWE. Yeah. 
and I had a fucking blast again with you. And I was like, man, I somehow, some way, I, I've, I've got to figure this out, man. Like, 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 how do we work each other? Like, how do we get into a feud, man? And All right, then, so that'd be my question. That's how. So the, that would have been my question. How, how how did you wanted to get us me? How did you pick me? Why was um, why crowd responsible? Oh, crowd responsible. Fuck, fuck. First of all, Paul, let me tell let you me something. Ask that. This why is it me? My motherfucking <laughs> podcast. I asked the goddamn questions, not you. You and X Cap, come on. And once you get your own goddamn podcast, bring me on and ask the questions. I will. No, I will. no I will. it's okay with me because when I go on, like I said, when I go on people's podcasts, I ask them fucking questions because no, I'm they, curious no, too. Well, this is my um, first podcast. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm learning etiquette now. Um, my bad. Man, uh, well, okay, so <laughs> we had that match at UWE, and then, uh, like, you'd lost the Hometown Heroes Championship. And I was doing the villain's character again. I just came back from, I believe, I want to say at that time was my broken foot. So, and I got the championship back. And I did a promo in the ring about how guys are being unnoticed in WFC. Well, you're, you're out here, you want to throw title shots, people. When you have a guy like Paul Puerto Rico in the back who hasn't ever had a WFC championship match and he's been here for six years, so on and so on, and I put my foot in my mouth and the striker was like, you know, that's a good idea. How about you defend the WFC championship against Paul Puerto Rico tonight? Oh, well. No, I mean, no, no, I, I mean, no, not like, not tonight, but I mean, like future, future down the road. No, 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 tonight's going to happen. It's going to happen tonight. So we end up having that match, and yeah. that's when we did our first Guerrero spot. Yes. And it went off so fucking well, and when I walked to the back, Stevie said, well, what, I said, a feud. I need a feud with this motherfucker. I need a feud with this guy. And I was telling Dexter, I said, somehow, some way, this man needs to be in a feud with Tim Rockwell. And then uh, they were listening to the crowd response. And they was like, dude, Paul could be the new face of WFC. He could be the man that takes that fucking belt off of you. Watch out. You know? So I was like, okay, okay. All right, y'all motherfuckers getting ballsy behind the scenes now. Okay. Huh. So we let that ride. We let that ride. That was March, and then we run into the Rumble, and you fuck around and you win the Rumble. Everybody thought it was going to be Malico. Thought it was going to be Malico, and you fuck around and you win the Rumble. And the reaction was like, fuck, this is going to fucking work. Me and Paul. And I wasn't sure how our uh, chemistry was going to go. I wasn't 100% positive how how well we were going to mesh in the ring because... Two different styles, yeah. way two right. different styles, but it, it, and it worked. But again, we're not going to get into me and you just yet. Uh, so that's the, and I'm answering your question here, and I know it's been right. a long yeah, drawn out yeah. answer, but that's how long it took me to figure out that I've been sleeping on Paul Puerto Rico for a long time. And when I really first noticed you was Paul Puerto Rico versus John Cross. That's when I first noticed you, like. Uh-huh. Potential, I was like, like, holy fuck. But my main thing that I kept saying about you was lack of charisma. The lack of fucking charisma. The lack of being able to cut a goddamn promo. And lately, your promos have been fucking off the hook. And we'll get into why 
after, before we get into that. So, so okay, that's me answering your question of okay, uh, 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 of why why you why you. So now we got the space age, Paul Puerto Rico. You're having fucking fun. Great time. Where did you Where did you want to go with Space Age? Like, what, what was your idea of Space Age? Like, was it pretty much the way we booked it out? I mean, because we were doing uh, some badass vignettes. Don't forget about the fucking... Oh, dude. Dude. Oh, dude no, I was fuck- going to say those. Because everything we... I didn't... I, I never had any plans to bring to, to take Space Age out of WFC uh, until I started noticing that that man, I, I could actually do something with this. Yeah, you know? yeah. I was like, this is this is pretty fucking cool. Um, so when I when 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 the idea started started coming around about leaving and, and, and started working out at, at, at Mid-South and that, that's when I started bringing in Gemini full-time and, and we were all together a lot more. Um, and again, and- again, Paul Puerto Rico rises above in another federation while the other guys are... You see what I'm saying? <laughs> like, 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 That's what I was saying. Like, You... You show up, you know what I mean? You show up and you get noticed, you know what I mean? It's not, oh, well, um, right time, right person. It's a, this fucking guy's getting over, guys. Let's not fucking ignore the fact that he can make us money. You know what I mean? I appreciate that. Yeah, it's taken me a long time to get to that level of, of, of... Entertainment and 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 being around the right people to tell me that your promos fucking suck. You need to fucking do this, 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 and stop doing what you're doing. You know, like that sounds like me. <laughs> I was gonna say that sounds like some shit I would have said. That's what that's what Tim says. You know, and and and, and you know, and I and I shut up and I listen. I don't get butt hurt like a lot of people do. And you can't, man, because you got to take the criticisms, man. Because if you don't take the criticisms, you're never going to get better. You're never going to get better. You know how many times people would tell me what I was doing was wrong or whatever. Like, fuck, how many times Dexter was telling me his shit was wrong, you know? I I corrected that, corrected that. I corrected that, uh, and I only did it to get better. You know, that's why I wanted to bring guys like Trevor Murdoch in, Jason Kincaid in, to get these seminars to become better to listen and do what we're doing and make it a better time uh and all that so i mean okay so so boom there you are you're you're, you're taking space age other places uh you're getting shots for other guys not just yourself you might be rising but these other guys are getting bookings now yes the aeronauts and the gemini's uh, yes. And the uh, I think Elijah, was, uh, the Elijah Sparks. The Elijah Sparks. Sparks. Uh, I, I think that was, that became my, my, one of my main focuses as well. I, I've, I've been around for so damn long now. It's time for me to to give back, you know. And later on, it's going to be said. So it's like one of those you things, know, like, like, hey guys, I'm gonna get you I a spot. You're just not getting my fucking spot. <laughs> <laughs> You gonna get a spot. motherfucker. You gonna get a spot, but you just ain't gonna get the main event spot like Papa Rico's getting right now. So, uh, suck my dick. Uh, uh, I totally believe that somebody one, one of them is gonna get one of them is gonna get is, is gonna get a, a spot as well. So, so basically, if they want your spot, you're saying 
Come fucking take this spot. Come take it. Come take this motherfucking spot from me. Come take it. 40, almost 42 years old, motherfucker. Come, Come take, take this goddamn spot from me. There ain't a whole lot of motherfuckers out there that can fucking rock wrestle me right there, right now. I'll, I'll I, that, that's just what it is. I, I can get in there. And I say that because I don't have to talk about it in the back. That's true. I mean, but... I don't have to talk about it. You we can talk about there, there ain't many people that can out-wrestle you, but sometimes it's about the people that can outsmart you. Because let's be real, I can't out-wrestle you, but you know what, motherfucker? I outsmarted that motherfucking ass, though, didn't I? <laughs> oh! Paul can't beat me. Tim, huh? Not oh, man. No, uh, no, we're Paul not... Paul can't beat Tim. We're uh, going to get into that. The, no, the uh, I want to get into... Uh, okay, so uh, the feud... The feud was getting ready to start, Okay. So here we are, Ryder Cup. <coughs> second Guerrero spot. We're hitting our second Guerrero spot, and it was you versus Stephen Cruz in the opening round, and I ended up fucking Stephen Cruz because I threw because of the fucking uh, the crowbar, the uh, crowbar, yeah, actually, yeah. I faked. Oh no, 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 no! I said, "Give, give me back Shirley," and he's like, "Okay, boom." Threw it to me. I caught it. So you reversed the Guerrero spot on me and advance, and then I end up fucking blasting the back of the head, and yes. you end up losing the fatal four way and uh, moving on to the Rumble and went in the fucking Rumble, which was cool because the big pop you got at the end, and like I said in the back, I was like, "This is it." This is the guy. This is the fucking guy. We're we're making the right choice because there's a few guys that. We're supposed to be in that spot, you know, and but I just I felt like there was one guy that had only been there for a year, but was making big waves. There was another guy that's been there, Sam Stackhouse, who deserved to be there, but at the time I had him so wrapped up with him and Drake, it was like I can't just fucking separate the two. But things are going great with them, you know. And then there was you, so uh, so I. I initially went with you because of not just your hard work outside WFC, but the chemistry that we were having there. And don't get me wrong, I wanted fucking, and that's why I had that early feud with Sam mm-hmm. uh, before uh, taking off with you. Um, I wanted to see what we could do. What kind of magic could fucking Paul and Tim do? So, you win the Rumble, we move in, boom, here we go. Paul versus Tim, the infamous, you can't beat me, Paul. Uh, so, when we originally figured out, okay, now it's Paul versus Tim, anniversary show, seven years of WFC, we were promoting Paul versus Tim, plus one of the killerest fucking anniversary shows WFC has ever put on. One of the best ones. Every match was a high caliber match. And uh, yes, I, I, was, I was stoked. I was ready. I was ready. Um, we decided to build an entire fucking feud off of memes. <laughs> fucking <laughs> memes. Uh, Every day there was a meme. Sure that was a decision. I think that, that, that I don't know. I, just uh, I, I believe you started it. 
I put that first meme up and it got shared like fucking uh, 35 times. I was like, yeah, what's going on here? And then people started, I started getting messages. So then I started making more. Then they started coming. Boom, 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 I couldn't keep up. I'm going to build this fucking feud off memes, people. We're going to make this shit rock. And so I just started creating all these memes. People started sending me memes. And I was like, oh, these are gold. Boom. Send it out. Bam. Bam! It just, Bam! That was that, that was wild. That that was that was a. It was a wild run. It, it was it, a wild chase for you. And it went with the, you can't beat me, Paul. You can't beat me, Paul. And then you would get the people. Well, you can't beat Paul without Shirley. You can't beat Paul without Shirley. You can't beat Paul without the villain. So, we move into October 13th. Paul finally, the fucking match people have been waiting for. Paul versus Tim. The meme war comes to life in September. And I got to know your response. In (laughs) September. No, no. Was it September? No. It had to be September. In September when I came out. And I took off my jacket, and I had this fucking shirt on that says, you can't beat me, Paul. Like, what was your initial reaction? Like, I seen what you said, but what was running through your head when you saw that shit? This motherfucker. <laughs> That's what you said. <laughs> That's what, what you said in the ring. And I That's was what like, ran through my mind. This motherfucker. Because uh, I had no I had idea. That, I had that shirt. That shit, I'm like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, I had that what? shirt hid all fucking night, man. It was hidden all goddamn night. And it was a wonderful fucking thing to see your reaction. <laughs> I took off the fucking vest. And it oh said, you God. can't beat I, me, Paul. I remember, I remember looking at Emily on the side of the apron. I'm looking at her. I was like, "Did you see that shit?" Yeah, boy. Did you yeah. See that shit? Oh my god, it was it was amazing. First of all, uh, so anyways, and then we're gonna move into October 13th. We finally have our match, the, the, the anticipated match that everybody's been wanting to see. Finally, see Paul beat Tim because they're sick of listening to me run my damn mouth about how Paul can't beat me. There's no way Paul can beat me. Can't beat me with the villains. Can't beat me with Shirley. Yada 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 yada. Shut the hell up. So now, villains are banned from ringside. No villains allowed. No villains allowed against me and Paul. Okay. That's cool. You can ban the villains because there's only one person I need, which technically wasn't a part of the villains, was Shirley. Shirley was there. So, we plan to go out there and tell a story. And there was a lot of coaching I did for you. A lot of coaching that I said, this is what you got to do. This whole feud on your promos. I was like, stop stop thinking about what you're saying. And I had to do the same thing with Nasty too and Riker come from the heart. JD 
come from the heart. To just speak from the heart. Speak from, let the feelings come out. Think of something that you're passionate about. Think of something that means a lot to you, like your children, and, and utilize that in your promos to make the emotion come out. I utilize childhood cancer in all my promos for the emotion to come out to get what needs to be heard because that's that's what's you know near and dear to me is helping fight fight against childhood cancer. Mm-hmm. So your promo started getting really good and we started oh my god man like the build up when Wes made the fucking build up uh, promo video for it, it was so good because you had you had your words I had my words and and we had this match and we spent majority of it on the outside you went the old Tim Rockwell route uh, you, you, you didn't, oh you don't want to wrestle fine let's fight and like I was having the time of my life out there man like it was so fun. Like, even still today, I say this still, even though I just did the whole thing with Brad, don't get me wrong, the thing that I did with Brad was so fucking fun, and it was great. I love the story. But you and me and you, man, that that was magical, dude. That was like that was magic that only we could have created that night, on that special night, you know? So give, give me your thoughts. Like, what what is your thoughts on that whole match and situation? I... I, I I came I came fully 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 prepared. Um, I was riding high, not not just you know. Was you high? That I was, you was riding high. <laughs> I mean, that, that might be a reason I was why you was riding hell. high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no. Speaking was, of, I guess we're gonna have to roll up another one to get into this. I was riding high as hell. Um, the attendance. Was you riding with JJ? <laughs> yes, I was. That's why you was riding high, motherfucker. The attendance. That, it was huge. Um, the, oh, by the way, the, not just the attendance was huge, but we built this entire thing yeah, off means. Just, dude. That's like, what I'm saying. Like, 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 I was getting people. To that's the that. promoting we did. Like, we did a we did a commercial, and we didn't pa- pass out barely any Same fucking thing. flyers, it was, man. It was freaking memes. Fucking me, fucking memes, and, and you killed me on that. By the way, uh, don't fuck with uh, with Tim Rockwell on memes, man. Let's go to war, motherfucker, and build memes. God damn it! But so no, I I want to know your thoughts on the entire fucking match, dude. Like, like your opinion, your thoughts. Like, like say the things that you've been wanting to say, but you haven't got to say. Like, let people know. Like, like what. What did Man, what did, I, I was more and, and I'm not in match any time I, ha, I have ever been in in a match. Um, that that was the biggest match that I've ever had. All right, so so going into this, um, I know I've already tatered you a few times before on those matches, so I knew I knew I, I didn't I didn't want to go in there hardcore like yeah. I did before. Um, and going outside of the because I already knew we were going to go outside the ring, but we so, didn't know what the fuck we were going to do. Right? We, I had no idea what the hell we were going to fucking. And do. I told you, I said, just go with the flow, just uh, listen to the crowd. Let, yeah, let, let, let's do just, what the crowd wants us to fucking do. I waited for you the, like the whole time. I was like, we're going. Yeah, take, and uh, the thing about it is, we didn't know what we was doing, and I wasn't like, able I to tell the camera crew that. So it was like it was a fuck up because we were wired for live, so the camera crew couldn't even go, out there, go because, out there. Yeah, yeah it, it, so they had to stand on the top rope and they had to zoom in and get us. 
Yeah, so, um... But to me, the coolest fucking moment of that entire night, that entire fucking night, dude... Renegade. Was Renegade. Renegade. When we had a spot, and Renegade was right there, and you'd landed on him, and he basically grabbed you for me to chop him. I was like... The fucking dude that taught me how to fucking chop. This is beautiful. Chop. Boom. Paul. Bam. Throws me into Renegade. Renegade pulls me up. Renegade. Chop. Oh, my God. This is great, man. This is fucking great. I, I, like, that was that was so goddamn that, cool. I, I think that whole spot right there made my made our match even more special. Um, for made, made just for us. And that's what we're talking about. Just But for me, it was even more special. I mean, he, he was... I had a feud with him back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did I. You know, and that's the uh, thing. So did I. He split my eye there. wide open. Oh, really? <laughs> Tatered the fuck out of me, dude. I blew a spot. <laughs> I threw water, a cup of water at him during the match, or right before the match. He got pissed off, walked out. My dumb, naive ass walks after him. Not knowing that I'm about to get my ass whooped right back inside the fucking ring. Yeah, motherfucker. Son of a bitch, man. Yeah, he- but, <laughs> I, I love the original Renegade. So, but uh, but uh, the uh, kicking your ass. Uh, it, it, oh wow! Around Renegade was was pretty fucking cool. Yeah. That was really cool. Um, but see, there there was more more coolness to me to in that match too because for one, I got to fucking destroy everybody's goddamn merchandise on the merch I, table. Ha, motherfucker! Hey, listen, you're on a WFC show. Tim Rockwell's going to the crowd. I'm fucking up your merch table. End of story. That's what I do. Ask the Canadian Red Devil. Ask Sam Stackhouse. Ask Gemini. I don't give a fuck. Anyways. uh... So we're fighting around he the totally arena. He totally did. He totally did. We're fighting around the arena. We get to the ring. By the way, I mean, I mean, there, there was, there was, I mean, we could have been counted out, but the referee just left, let it go because, well, they, they put uh, the strike, 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 yeah, striker was gonna, uh, striker told him, uh, be, uh, let, bend the rules a little bit yeah. for this match. Yeah, they were gonna count that out. They were gonna let that shit happen. So. We make our way back to the ring, and lo and behold, who comes involved? Shirley, baby. Shirley. And Shirley gets thrown out. Referee Mike 2 throws fucking Shirley out like it was a manager. So you treat it like a manager. So why wouldn't it be thrown like one? And it I agree, but anyways. who the fuck gets, you it, know what it, I mean? It was an extra person out there. Yeah, because I, I started using it as a and, weapon. So, boom. And then what happens? He throws out my wrist tape because I was using it to choke oh, you. Oh, so bitch. You know, I forgot about he that. He threw out my wrist tape. Like, oh, okay. So, you're trying to take everything from me. So, now I have nothing. I had nothing. I didn't have a. I didn't have Shirley. I didn't have wrist tape. I mean, all I had was my knee pads, my boots, and my ability to beat Paul's ass. That was it. Uh, here we go. Let's go home. It's time to go home, man. It's time to take this son of a bitch home. Give these people what they want, Paul. This is your moment. Your moment. Boom. You hit the Falcon's arrow. It's time. 
it's time for Paul Puerto Rico to hit one of the prettiest motherfucking moonsaults in pro wrestling next to Drake Gallo. Sorry, but it's pretty. You you do the one from your top rope, and you're just so high in the air, man. I mean, it's like, I get it why you like being high, but Jesus fucking Christ, Paul. Paul goes for the moonsault. What the fuck is Tim Rockwell doing? He's pulling out brass knuckles that he had taped to his thigh. Why? Boom. Bow. Uppercut to Paul Puerto Rico. Grapevine DDT. One, two, three. Tim Rockwell is still WFC champion. The crowd is pissed. The crowd was so mad that you didn't beat me. You didn't live up to the hype of Paul can't beat Tim. Yes, I cheated, but I'm a fucking villain. What did you expect me to do? I outsmarted you because I told you I couldn't out-wrestle you. I might not be able to out-fight you. But I'll outsmart you. But as I was saying, like, we were we, we went through that entire match spot for spot just now, basically, how that match happened. I know, that's how that weird how we, I can't come up with. But the Christmas show, when you beat me for the WFC championship. No, no, it was the December show. The December. It was the December show. December, no, Christmas not, show. Not, not, yeah, 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 Christmas show is when I believe you started with Malico. Yes. At the Christmas show, I mean, the show before the Christmas show, you, I don't remember much. Like, I remember, like, how you beat me, how we got into that spot. If you've taken the knuckles out of my hand, boom, yeah. moonsault, moon one, salt. two, three, huge pop. Not not that big of a crowd. Because um, everybody was already yeah. expecting. So, isn't that crazy how you don't remember stuff like that, but you can remember stuff like that? Because it's about what the crowd remembers. So we didn't really, did we go out to the crowd in the second one? No. And we just stuck around on the outside. But I, I hear I, something just jogged my memory is, is what I do remember. I went out to the crowd and everybody was blocking the doors. They were blocking yes, the doors, blocking the that. doors. Right. And then the locker room emptied, basically backed me into the ring. Dude, that was fucking magical too. That was cool. That was, cool. That was yeah. another good moment. I so I'm glad that. I actually did remember that. But that's all I can remember from that match. I think that was like the biggest thing we did there though. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, oh oh for sure. Uh so okay, so um uh, we move past you beat me. You you beat me, man. You're now the WFC champion. And you're still the WFC champion today. Even though you ran into a little brick wall with Malico for a little bit. Yeah, you did this Malico really was, really uh, magnificent story with Malico where he had basically abducts your child and turns him into his own child. Uh, takes your belt from you, you get your kid and you get your belt back. And now we're here. We're fucking here, man. You're still WFC champion. Uh, you're heading into the 2019 Ryder here Memorial Cup uh, as WFC champion. Defended against double motherfucking D. It's going to be a tough one. But now we're past all that. I know your thoughts on Double D. I know you. You know 
I know you don't think Double D's going to beat you, and that's cool and all. So, uh, it's so it's already been done. I want to get into a few things before we close up and we wrap up this podcast. There's things that I I haven't even got to because now we got past. We, we got to know who Paul Puerto Rico is. We got to see his career. We got to highlight some uh, highlight the matches that meant the most to him. And we haven't really got into like there's. There, I know there's matches out there with Riker that you really loved, and and that, that's for another time. And, and and this won't be the last time I have you on because I'll have you come back on and we'll talk more shit. You know because I like smoking. You like smoking. And matter of fact. That's what we'll do right now. There's so but much left out. There's year. so much left out that what whatever. I mean, I mean, I don't I don't want to give these people a three hour goddamn podcast of listening to me ramble on and ramble on, man. I, I want to get to the point, get those answers out. And more or less, this is me wanting to know. I don't give a fuck if they want to know. Right. It's what I want to fucking know. It's my podcast, right. my, my goddamn name on it. Uh, I I want to know. And these these are the, when I'm asking you these questions because I want to, I really want to know, like, your thought on what what has happened with and if you notice I'm only really talking about stuff that we did because again it's my fucking podcast I want to know stuff about me too you know what I mean I don't care what you think about these other people uh, but no I do I do from like other standpoints like there's things that I want to know but right now I'm focused on what your thought was between Tim versus Paul. Uh, Malico versus Paul. Now you're moving in with Paul versus Double D. We got past all, a lot of that. And again, like I said, I'll have you on again. We'll talk about that shit, but not right now. Now I wanna, I wanna know. You're really, really good friends with Bullshit. You've been friends with Bullshit since the beginning. Yeah. You've lived with Bullshit. Bullshit is one of your brothers. Bullshit is an amazing guy. I love Bullshit to death. Uh, I feel like he hates me right now. I'm not sure why, but. Uh, uh, he's he's in his. I, I think he might be in one of his fuck wrestling moods, and, probably, and just distant himself. Anyways, he is on the board at WFC. Him and Trevor Murdoch. I want because everybody has a bullshit story, and I bet you have a shit ton of bullshit stories. But I want, I want. I want something funny. I want a fucking. I, we're I got, smoking. I got lots. Of in honor of Bull Schmidt, we're smoking. Uh, if we had some beer, we'd pop it open and drink it, but we don't. Uh, I want to know a funny Bullschmidt story that not a lot of people know. All right. Uh, it could be wrestling related or non-wrestling no, related. I, I'm, I'm going to keep it wrestling related. I got a lot of personal ones, but we'll keep those for a different podcast. Um, let me see. There's this one time in Texas. He was, uh, I can't remember. I I, I, I want to say Team Extreme back in the day. Um, I think he was wrestling or something like that. But either way, it was after the match. He was walking away. He was going to the back, and some kid there was heckling his ass. And uh, if you knew back then, uh, you know, <laughs> Bull was... Bull's a big dick. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he can be a fucking asshole. Um, but he was playing his part, you know, whatever. He picked this fucking kid up. And I don't know why, but he dumps him upside down in the trash can. 
Nobody knew, especially him at the time. This kid had a fucking colostomy bag tucked underneath his shirt. And it popped off. (laughs) (laughs) It it popped off. There was shit. Like, because there's there's a bit of a pressure there. So it's kind of spewing out. And you can see this kid, you know, trying to rotate himself to get back on his feet. And he got up. You see a little poop streak (laughs) 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 on his face. And he's like, ah, shit. That's, oh, a, that's all I really remember hearing him say. I, I, I'm sure he went bulls, off on some other bulls, stuff. Bulls yeah. said or the no, kid? No, it was the kid. And you bulls just fucking like, mm, oh, you know, uh, like, oh shit, walking away kind of deal. And I was like, what the fuck? You know, I, 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 I fucked with him so hard on on that. That that was like one of the funniest fucking wrestling moments I've ever seen. In my entire life. That is Have you ever seen a kid lose his colostomy bag in a trash can? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so fucking gross, dude. Wow. Oh, God. Good old bull <laughs> Schmidt. Ah, Schmidt happens, I guess. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, who was your favorite wrestlers growing up? Oh, man. Shit. Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, Randy, Macho Man, um, Andre. Those were those were my favorites. So you were old school then, huh? Yeah, those were all old school. Um, man, I, I, and only because, you know, my dad was military, so we were stationed in, in Germany, and... He would he would have to wake me up at midnight to to catch wrestling. I think it was on Friday nights, and he'll wake me up just to watch it, and we'll be up for a couple of hours. Those were those were my times to when we were away and said and uh, but those were always my favorites. It's uh, just the storylines, everything they did back mm-hmm. then. Just you can really learn a lot from guys from back then. A lot of people shit on these guys, but I mean, but these guys actually paved the way, and they kind of they can help you learn how to tell a story better in pro wrestling. Because no matter what, if you want to do the hall of high flying you want, all the spin kicks you want, wrestling always starts with the story and ends with an ending of a story. You know, so there's always a beginning and an ending to every story. Um, who's your favorite now? Would you say like? Uh, who? Like who? who Anywhere? Like yeah? yeah. Guys, no, well, no, right now. Guys, I'm like talking big. No, 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 big, big names right big now. Names We're talking right now. Yeah. Um, like right now, my eyes on like I told X my eyes on Bray Wyatt just because he, he's uh, unpredictable right now. So uh, <coughs> and then like guys like I I, I love watching Cody Rhodes uh, Rhodes wrestle. So I mean, uh, and now that they got um, AEW, you got you got another big company coming up. Yeah, I don't have a favorite on big uh, on anybody okay. big. That's I fair. That's fair. I, I, don't, I don't really watch enough to to have. A I have no idea what's going on in WWE. Okay, Ryland will tell me he'll try to catch me up, but I don't. I don't even watch it to to to. You know, I I watch a lot of Facebook wrestling. Yeah, sure. I guess. What about favorite indie guy? Not Oklahoma. It doesn't have to be an Oklahoma guy. No. But favorite uh, indie guy. Like right now, a guy that you, man, I got to catch him or God, God, I got to see his match. Or... I'm going to say Will Ospreay. I'm, I'm, I'm really a big fan of his. I, I, I like I like his style. 
Um, it's it's unique. It's, it's very unique. Um, there's a uh, few wrestlers that that they can keep up with him. The same, you know, his matches with with Ricochet was they were fucking badass. Oh man, um, crazy, crazy. Yeah, I, and and I like the flippity shit. So. That's you know, I, yeah. I, so I, yeah. so I like that stuff. Yeah, you know? I love I, watching I, it. I, I don't like me too. performing. I, it. No, I don't want to perform it. I, that's love too watching much, it. But, yeah. uh, watch it. But I don't want a whole part of it either. You know what I mean? No. So, no, not at all. One, 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 one match of that stuff in the car be good. Who's your favorite okay indie worker right now? Like who's a guy like man he's really fucking impressing the fuck out of you or or you something you have to see when you're at you got a show with them or you're on the same card as them like man I'm gonna put it out there dude it's gonna have to be Brian Dixon right now the Brian dad, Dixon dad bod I've I've been putting him over a few for, for a little bit now and I'm gonna keep doing it he is his work in the ring his style um his the, the way he works with the fans yeah it, mm-hmm. it, you, Brian Dixon, man, his his gimmick is so fucking badass too. It's, I, yeah, Brian yeah. Dixon. Mine have to be. Uh, uh, man, ain't no people say it's favoritism, but it's not. It really isn't favoritism. Uh, and I said it on my last podcast. I'm gonna say it on this one. The guy, he's just impressing the fuck out of me each time I see him, each time I talk to him, every text message we get, every text message I send to him, and back and forth. Um, the co-host of What Can You Offer, uh, which, by the way, welcome. Welcome to the fa- Anchor family. What, uh, what Can You Offer? You can now check out What Can You Offer on Anchor. So I'm really happy with that because uh, re- I'm a big fan of their podcast, uh, which kind of inspired me to kind of do this one. And you Anchor know, is? Uh, Anchor is what we actually, is our platform that we feel we record our podcast on okay and then we distribute it through apple music google google or not apple music apple Podcasts, itunes uh google podcasting and all these other places so you can listen to it on all platforms um but mine's alex royal like alex royal alex royal just impresses the fuck out of me each time uh each time not just from from ring promos to <coughs> the way he moves he's, and he that, sells and if you were to ask me who's my favorite person to watch to promo that's him he is fucking amazing yeah 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 he is uh, he really really is who would you say is like the most underrated in Oklahoma like guys that people aren't just putting enough eyes on or using enough of um hmm that's a good one right off the bat I want to say Brian Dixon but I don't want to use him right now on this one and see um, this is where my list comes into play yeah see I have yeah, yeah I would have a list everybody expected me to say somebody is on my do not book list which morally is still there but still is that a different podcast or uh, can, yeah, I, it was, can I hear that oh it's a different podcast <laughs> it's on the, what can you offer podcast you can go back and listen to I believe have, it is episode 11, 11? if I'm mistaken okay. I'm gonna uh, have I have a do not book list on there um um, oh, no, I don't think you will be able to go back and hear that one, so, uh, actually they might have it saved, they might be able to upload it to their new platform, anyways, 
Uh, I'll ask him. This list would be my underrated list, and one of the guys in that top five is Gemini, man. I think Gemini is underrated, underutilized. Uh, um, okay. He sells a lot of merch. He <coughs> Honestly, check this out. He is the new... It, it, I don't like comparing guys to guys, but You're he's going... the new version of the Canadian Red Devil. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he is the mask guy that's now coming in. Yes. And he, he's and selling he the merch. The merch and, and all that. And, but that's he can yeah. work really well with the crowd and everything. So You read my uh, mind somehow because I was going to put it over my guy. But yes. But Jim and I is very underutilized. And a guy you have to keep an eye out on is Reed. Reed's going to be another guy. That's gonna, oh, I he, totally agree with you on that. Yeah, yeah for a guy Reed's that wasn't a huge wrestling there. fan growing up, trained with WFC, learned most of the stuff from us, and he's very underutilized. Okay, so uh, who's the guy do you think in here in Oklahoma, what's the guy that we're going to have to keep an eye on? That, out? We have to keep our eye out on because... He's a, about to explode. You feel like you know, like, like like come into his own shell and become a better worker and a better person that you're able to invest into and and create magic with, uh, or more or less, what guy would you like to see come out their shell and stuff like that. Dude, what's that fucking guy's name that's fucking working with Kilbane right now, working out with him? Thrash. Thrash. Thrasher. Thrash. And sorry, I was, uh, it's because I took a big old hit and uh, my bad thrash, but I, I would like, I, 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 he's been impressing me lately. Okay. Because he's, his, he's actually been going out there. And he's working with with Kilbane, you know. I mean, not not like working, working, but after yeah, hours working yeah, out. Yeah, he's working out with him, and I I feel like he's actually trying to put in. He's actually trying to put in. I feel it through him. Um, I want to see him break out of his shell. Yes. Okay. So everybody said everybody keeps asking me why aren't you using Thrash. Why aren't you using uh, Jerry Storm? Yeah, I, I keep getting these same questions, and I've uh, given Jer- now I've given Jerry Storm an opportunity after opportunity after opportunity, and he always seems to not like the position that he's in, and he quits. Now I will tell you that Jerry Storm has hit me up and said he's ready to start from the bottom. Whatever it takes, it means setting up the ring, just setting up the ring and setting up the ring to get a shot. He'll do that. That's what I want to hear. That's what I want to fucking hear. I'll give you that shot. Uh, Now, Thrash. I have a big problem. Uh, I've been watching his matches that do get posted. He's getting better. Yes. Uh, I think if he comes to WFC, he'll get a lot better, like a lot of these guys have done. Um, One, I hate the gimmick. Two, I hate what he wears. Three, I feel like... I feel like he wears what he wears because he can't afford gear. I mean, I'm not saying that's what's going on, but in my head as a promoter, that's what it looks like to me mm-hmm. that he's using that he can't afford gear as a gimmick because I've seen it happen a million times in 15 years. Hell, I used to be one of those guys. 
Um, so if like Thrash could legit come to me and say, hey man, I'll do this fucking gimmick or I'm willing to do this gimmick or, or what, what the fuck ever, you know, I'll change my name, I'll, I'll do this, do that. I, I, I'd give him a shot, dude. I'd give him a big fucking shot if he can present me with something. But I need something. Uh, the punk rock stuff doesn't get over with me. Yeah, just like... Uh, is that what it is? I think it's something like a is punk, that what he's punk, doing? Punk or is that what he's doing? But I mean, I I, I don't know. Uh, so I mean, because because you, you've you've talked to him about me. Kilbane's talked to me about him. Wesley Crane has talked to me about him. So I mean, like like those are three names that I trust very yeah. wise. So I'm willing to give him opportunity. But I need more. I need more. I, I need I need a fucking gimmick. You know, I care about gimmicks in WFC because WFC True. relies off gimmicks. So yes, yes. Yes. Okay, so right. that, that's so the, cool. That's the guy you want to see break out. Of break your... out, yes. The the guy that I that I think that that you need to watch out for. You just mentioned him, uh, Wes and Wesley Crane. Uh, oh, I watch out for him. You need to watch out for that guy. Um, man, he's I've known that kid since he was three years old. He's always been pretty freaking cool and amazing, and he's killing it out there right now, man. Yeah, he's knowing the right people. You know, he's getting in the ring with, at the right places. Uh, uh, man, Wesley. See, if you would have asked me a few months ago who, who, a few months ago, who the guy to break out of the shell, I would have been like Chris Morrison. But fuck, he broke out of the uh, shell fucking swinging and shit. Because I'm in, I'm in. Oh, uh, dude, Chris yeah, he's. Right I, 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 I am like, absolutely. It's freaking Chris cool. Morrison. To see Morrison break out his shell, and I want to see, but but the guy I want to see break out his shell, man, one hundred percent. The guy I want to see break out his shell is Tommy fucking Dean, man. Like I mean, I'm I'm enjoying his wrestling. I'm enjoying what he's doing in the ring. He's starting to sell better. He's starting to show me a little bit of psychology in there. But who the fuck is Tommy Dean? Uh, I don't have a gimmick. I need a gimmick with you, Tommy Dean. And he's pitched these gimmicks to me, you know, and, and we're going to get it. We're going to recreate and reinvent Tommy Dean. Tommy Dean's going to break out that shell, and he's going to be, wow, that's Tommy Dean one day. But until then, you know, I mean, I'm going to continue to use Tommy Dean because I like Tommy Dean. Tommy Dean's awesome. He's a good hand. Um, he uh, critiques himself a little too much, you know, and, and, and beats himself up because I see it at shows. I can see when he's down. See when he's happy, you know. So, uh, but I think Tommy Dean's gonna break out of his show eventually, and it's it's gonna take something, you know. Because JD used to be that guy. Who was like, man, what are we gonna do with JD after Simple the Future? And then, everyday man, here we go. That's what we're gonna do. So okay. Um, it's something. I mean, it, it coming up with 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 something like that, it, it, it has to be inspired. It has to come up out of nowhere and and fits and works. Oh, for sure, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I love a good comedy act, by the way. I love a good comedy act, man. Yeah. And Sam and Drake together, man, that's that's fucking comedy, I'm my man. Uh, you know, so I mean and there's gonna be there's gonna be a few guys coming in. You're gonna you're gonna get some good comedy. You're gonna get some damn good comedy wrestling and and ain't nothing wrong with that, but you can't have a whole show of comedy wrestling. Can't have a whole show of five line. Can't have a whole show of storytelling. Because if you have so many stories being told, nope. people aren't going to remember to get boring. that people story that's being told. Uh, uh, story time. I got a story. We got a story. 
There's a little story. And it fits perfect with On the Road with Tim Rockwell because we've traveled the road. We have traveled many places together. I mean, we've traveled states together. Yeah. We've traveled show after show together from yeah. one fed to another, from, from Tahlequah to Oklahoma City to wherever you Arkansas. You point out, we can go, we can go, Arkansas. Actually, here's a little tidbit story, a little small story off to the side when right. JJ first rode with us and we went to Arkansas what and happened? he fucking fell asleep <laughs> and you, you fucking pulled your pants down and stuck your fucking ass right in JJ's face, dude. We took a picture of it. It's on Facebook. On Facebook. And it was just great because it was it was like, ah, we're on the road, baby. We're on the road with Tim Rockwell. That Anyways, was my first road trip. Uh, this back. story, this story is a little bit different. It's when you're on the road with Tim Rockwell. Now it's just like being on my podcast. We smoke, we smoke, and this time, your wife decided to go with us. Yes, and we're on the road to Tahlequah, Oklahoma, baby. We're on our way to Tahlequah, <laughs> and I just I... rolled a blunt, and we're smoking it. I pass it to Paul. Paul hits it. Paul's like, oh, man, we just opened the moonroof, man. Let it all smoke just rise out. That's cool. Yeah, cool. All smoke's just rising on out, people. We ain't got to roll down our windows or nothing. So what does Paul do? He goes, ha. What well, good idea I should have is I'll ash it out the moonroof. Oh. He ashes this motherfucker, and what happens? The wind takes this motherfucker blunt right on out his hand and down the motherfucking Sucked road. It. Sucked it right the hell out Sucked of Sucked it out head. like a fucking vacuum. Oh, my God. And he's sitting there like, uh, uh, guys. I mean, his wife clowned him the rest of the fucking night. You, we no longer want to smoke with Paul Puerto Rico because what's he going to do? He's just going to throw it out the fucking moonroof when he feels like it's fucking comfortable to do. Man, I feel bad about that. Yeah, you should have felt bad, man. I did. The whole, that was a whole fat motherfucking month, too. It was brand new. Like, yeah, I know. Just started. I just I hit the hitter. Hit just passed it to you. Yeah. Your wife didn't even get to hit it. Do I get to tell a story about, about a trip? Yeah. Do you want to tell a story? I Fuck. Y'all want to hear? Sorry, let's do a story. Okay, Paul, tell story. us a motherfucking right, so one story. Time, um, uh, I believe uh, my wife Got too many ums in there, so, man. Um, 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 um. Remember when we we were going to Tahlequah and we hit up, hit up that, I just that told, gas station? I just told this story. You're, you're, are you talking about the blunt going out the window? Nope. Oh. Okay. Nope. Okay. I'm talking about I'm talking about you losing a whole damn sack at a fucking gas station. Oh, yeah. oh so now, no, see, you don't get to come on my motherfucking podcast and try to embarrass me. Hell no. What are you talking about now? Hell no. I did. I did. You and that ain't the, the first dude, that ain't the first time I've done it. Never, you know how many man. times I've done it? I, I lost I, I was smoking on the way to Claremont one day, and I lost half a blunt I put out to save for on the way home. I couldn't find it. Cleaned out my car the other day, found it, smoked it on the way home. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I do this shit all the time, man. I mean, uh, that ain't going to embarrass me because motherfuckers know I lose shit. Like, I show up to shows without knee pads sometimes. I'm like, shit, I left those at home. 
Hey man, I showed up with no show with no damn gear, remember? What the fuck was that, dude? <laughs> How the fuck you gonna show up to OKX without your gear on? Hey, without your gear at all. You brought your gear back. It wasn't in my gear bag. Everything was in there. Bad wife. Bad wife. No, no, we still haven't found it. So you're saying someone stole your gear? I don't know. I'm not saying that. I'm oh. saying that it's not. It's time to it's get not at, gear. It's not at home. It's not in my truck. It's, it's time to new gear. gear you want to sell that belt? If you want to sell that belt, man, I'll buy that belt off you. And get you some new gear. What are you talking about? Uh, planetary Puerto Rican world nowhere. title or whatever it is. Fight me for that one. Ah, uh, fuck! Well, I'd beat your ass quickly for that championship. One, two, three, right now. That's the new twenty-four-seven. I should have brought it with me. Uh, well, hey, man, you into this WWE AEW thing? They All say right. there's a war storming, and that okay. war is about to happen. Whatever. And I don't know what a war is because to me it's just a win-win for pro wrestling fans. I don't see a war happening. What I see is a competition, but a competition that's in the same fucking business on different separate separate fucking nights. That's not a competition. No. Uh, to me, it just gives us an alternative. It gives us an alternative to actually sit back and watch different products. Same thing that I preached about on my last podcast with XCal about how I was so bitter because all these fan feds weren't doing what I was doing. Why the fuck do I want them to do what I'm doing? Why don't why do I want them to have the production I have? When people can come see what I have and then go see what they have and enjoy themselves either fucking way. It makes us no different. I want different. AEW's different. WWE's different. TNA's different. New Japan's different. Ring of Honor's different. Evolve is different. NXT is different. WFC is different. Compound's different. UWE's different. We're all different. And we got to be different to make this business strive or keep, to keep the fans in. And I got to say, dude, this AEW stuff, I, I'm pretty excited to see. Uh, I hope it succeeds. But, you know, it comes, it comes like this. You can produce an event that you're booking six months out and do a fantastic job like they did with uh, this last one, Double or Nothing, which was great. Um... I got my opinion on the show. The show was fantastic. To me, everybody will say that their favorite match was Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers. Cool. That was and Young amazing. Bucks, Young Bucks show that, was... that they do have some psychology in there. Yeah. Um, then some people will tell me that they liked uh, Omega versus Jericho, which the first one was better, but this wasn't supposed to be like the first one. It was good. You got to see John Moxley show up in AEW. Spoiler alert! If you haven't seen it, oh fucking well, don't listen. Um, I'm going with Cody versus Dustin. I loved it. I loved I everything about it from 1986 to right now is what they said. Dusty Rhodes was all inside that match. If you said that match was boring, then you said Dusty Rhodes was boring. If you said Dusty Rhodes was boring, then you're a fucking idiot because Dusty Rhodes was far from boring. Dusty Rhodes had... Now, I will say that... Okay, yes. His sons do not have nearly the charisma that Dusty Rhodes has. But storytelling-wise, these two put on a fantastic fucking story. The story was told. Brother versus brother. Dustin versus Cody. The Battle of the Rhodes. 
and I loved every fucking bit of it. The finish, finish was flawless. Uh, how they now are going to be a tag team to wrestle the Young Bucks at the next pay per view. So it's like, oh, okay, cool. Now, now you're getting to see what WWE failed to do. Uh, do I feel like WWE failed with Cody Rhodes? No, not at fucking all, man. Do I feel like Cody should bash in the WWE? No, not fucking at all. Worry about AEW. Don't worry about WWE. Don't worry about the place that fucking got you your start. Don't worry about the place that fucking created you to be able to be the person you are today. Cody is a fantastic guy. He's going to do fantastic for AEW. What he's doing with AEW right now is fantastic. I understand it's not 100% him, but he is the vice president. He is pulling some strings around here. And keep it up because you can produce it. Like I said, you can produce a six-month show from out, six months out. Then you want to produce another one on August 31st. But can you produce a weekly TV show every fucking week? That's my question. Can you do it weekly? Because you know what? The WWE can. And that's what they're failing to forget. That this is a company that's been around since January 7th, 1952. I could be wrong. Burn them. Check me out on that one. 32 minutes. Hour 32 minute mark. Did have they been around January second seventh, nineteen fifty two? I could be wrong. Uh, yeah, but they know how to produce. They produce TV. Uh, oh, the ratings are going down. Yes, the ratings are going down, but they will rise again because AEW is bringing people back to wrestling. And oh, now, wow. now that you get need all these people that left. I mean, because let's let's be real. WWE is what it is today because it's the only fucking thing that was going on. So they were able to give you a pile of shit and you were going to watch it because you were a loyal fan. Um, now WWE has to rethink what they're doing with their product because you don't want to lose the interest of Fox. Yes, you're going to go to Saudi Arabia. Arabia. Yes, you're going to get a billion dollars. But Fox is willing to give you a billion dollars for five fucking years. Make your money, boo-boo, because Fox is a very great station. But you have to give them something they want. And I think, I really believe that Triple H and Vince is going to reach down and reinvent the WWE and create a whole new era because if things go good with AEW now, I'm sure this this isn't going to happen on Monday Night Raw or fucking SmackDown on Friday. I'm sure it's going to be a year from now because it's going to take a time. It's going to take fucking time because WWE has their constant show. They have their constant ratings that could go up, could go down, could go up, could go down. Uh, AEW doesn't have shit right now. They haven't even ran their first TV show. So when they ran their first TV show, yes, the first TV show is going to have high ratings. But they got to keep those interesting people to the following one. And if I know anything that TNT is good at, TNT is good at cliffhangers. So I'm hoping they bring back cliffhangers back to TV shows. Because that's what I used to miss about WFC is uh, you see Goldberg coming out. Boom, find out next week, motherfuckers. Oh, God damn it. So you had to watch next week because you wanted to see what happened. Uh, so... It's a good thing for me. I mean, uh, are you enjoying it? Are you glad that there's another alternative to WWE? 
Yes, absolutely. I think it's good for the indie wrestling. That's not TNA or New Japan. Nah, I, that, I think it's good. I, I'm happy. Wrestling's at the best that it's ever been at right now. I'm, I'm, I'm going to shoot, shoot to you real right really? now. Yeah. Wrestling's at its highest. It is now back to being it's okay to not be a closet wrestling fan anymore. It's okay to come out and say, hey, I'm a wrestling fan. Because uh, everywhere you go, people are starting to like wrestling again. Because we have all these federations, all these pro wrestlers that are amazing at what they do. From your storytellers to your high flyers to your submissions to your actual pure athlete pro wrestlers. And I enjoy the fucking shit out of that, man. And and that, that's what I love about pro wrestling. I love fucking professional wrestling. I love watching other pro wrestling. And I love I, I love helping people. I love help developing people. And I, I hope more people reach out to me like they have been lately. And, and we're able to make pro wrestling great again. So, I mean. I bet AEW will do it. I think AEW is a good way to do it. So, anyways, we're, there it is, man. We have got to shoot our shit for the day. We've spent the last hour and a half bullshitting around, talking about WFC, talking about your life, talking about how we're, not, we're now changing the way pro wrestling is. Uh, we got to see who your favorite in Oklahoma is right now, who your favorite underrated is at this time, who a guy that could be rising to the top right now. We both agree that it's going to be Gemini. Um, I appreciate you coming on. I know I probably did a lot more talking than you did, but, you know, it's, what is it? Your show? It's my motherfucking podcast. And, <laughs> and you know, I use it to vent, and I use it to be able to say the things that I want to, and uh, I'm... I give you your opportunity to promote yourself. So, I mean, right now at this time, I like to see, I like to hear you promote yourself. Tell people where they can find you at, where they can catch you at your next show at, where what federations you work for. Feel free to promote whatever needs to be promoted. Uh, we'll see. Uh, right now, it's the um, July, June, June seventh, June seventh. Well, I'll be at PCW uh, in Kansas, Hutchinson, Kansas. Okay. Um, after that, I'll be, uh, June, uh, 14th and 15th. Is that correct? June 14th and 15th is the it's 2019 the, uh, Ryder Hearing yep. Memorial Cup. We'll be where there. you will be defending your WFC championship against Double, Double D. D. Yes, I will. Um, what about Kansas Wrestling Revolution? When you got them again? Uh, they haven't contacted me yet. Hey, get on the ball, K- oh, KWR. No, 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 no. Get on the ball. There is a show. Um, what's his name? Joey Ryan will be in attendance oh, okay. at that show. Okay. Uh, I can't. I cannot remember what day that is. Sorry. Fine, anyways, final. Let, let them know no, where they can fine. find you at on Facebook. Yep. Uh, Paul Puerto Rico on Facebook. So uh, look up Paul Puerto Rico. Find Paul Puerto Rico. Add Paul Puerto Rico. Follow Paul Puerto Rico. Catch him at an event. Buy his merch. I'm Tim Rockwell. Thank you for joining me on my second episode. What in the space age is this? Thank you for smoking with me, partaking in this medical marijuana. Thank you for joining me and being a part of this whole 
charades that I'm putting on. Anyways, I'm Tim Rockwell. This was my guest, Paul Puerto Rico. Chilling with the villain.